Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about cross living. Cross living, what does it mean to carry a cross? And today we're going to be looking at the cross of Jesus and trying to understand what Jesus' cross reveals to us about what it means for us to carry a cross. You know, the cross of Jesus is a mysterious and wonderful challenge to all people. What is the cross all about? And why did Jesus have to die on a cross? What does the cross mean for you and for me? The cross of Jesus is packed with meaning and revelation about who God is, what God is like, and how our lives are different because of the cross. Let's start with this. What does Jesus say about the cross? When you look through the Gospels, you're going to see that Jesus actually only directly, specifically mentions the cross a handful of times. And when he does, here's what he says. In Matthew 10, 38, he says, Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. In Matthew 16, 24, Mark 8, 34, and in Luke 9, 23, all three of these gospel writers are writing the same story. They're writing about the same story. And in it, Jesus says a variation of this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And in Luke 14, 27, Jesus says, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now, I want to point out here that it's important for us to understand that when Jesus said this, the crowd that he was speaking to, the people that he was talking to, they understood immediately what a cross meant. Crucifixions were the commonplace form of execution by the Roman government, and the Romans were occupying Israel at the time of Jesus. And so crucifixions were commonplace. When Jesus said they have to pick up their cross, they would have immediately understood they had to die. The cross was the symbol of death. And it's important for us to understand that. Like when Jesus said this, he was saying something heavy. He was telling the people, in order to follow me, you have to be willing to die. Jesus tells us we must pick up our cross to be his disciple. What does it mean to pick up our cross, though? To understand what it means for us, we must understand what the cross meant for Jesus. And the cross of Jesus reveals to us a lot of different things, but at its core, it reveals this. Number one, that God is serious about sin. And number two, that God is serious about love. When we look at Jesus upon the cross, we realize how seriously God takes sin. God doesn't just wink at our sin. It's not like we go out and sin and God's like, oh, I saw that wink, wink. God doesn't laugh our sin off like it's a joke, like we're just children making stupid decisions. God doesn't sweep our sin under the rug and try to pretend like it never happened. No, sin's real and sin has real consequences and it really affects people's lives. And God takes sin seriously, so seriously that he sent his son Jesus to wrap himself in human flesh and pay the penalty for our sins. Sin is a serious thing. And the cross of Jesus reveals to us that God is serious about sin. He is going to deal with sin. But the cross also reveals to us that God is serious about love. God is serious about how much he loves us. In Colossians 2, 13, the second part of verse 13 into verse 15, Paul, writing to the church there, he says this, He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He is taking it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. 
This teaches us how God takes sin seriously. Sin was a debt that we owed that we could not pay, and God had to pay the debt, and so he did it himself. He took it, and, and Paul wrote to the church and said he nailed our debt to the cross with Jesus Christ. And then John three sixteen and verse 17, some of the most famous verses in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. When we see the cross of Jesus, when we understand what the cross of Jesus was all about, we understand that at its core, two of the most foundational things that the cross reveals to us is that God is serious about sin, but God is serious about his love for his people. And so what does that reveal to us when Jesus says we must pick up a cross to be his disciples, to be his followers? What does that say to us? Well, I think it says that picking up our cross is about being serious about sin. Now, I don't pick up my cross to pay the penalty of my sin. Jesus paid the penalty for my sin with his cross. My cross is about taking sin seriously and not continuing to live in something that Jesus died to set me free from. So picking up my cross is about being serious about sin. And it's about me being serious about love. Me picking up my cross is the same as it was for Jesus. Jesus picking up his cross was a display of his love for the Father because he was obedient. And about his love for us, he was willing to lay down his life for us. Jesus said there's no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friend. So for us, if that's what the cross meant for Jesus, then the cross for us is about taking sin seriously, not continuing in something that Jesus died to set us free from, but also about loving seriously, that we're going to take seriously how much God loved us and we're going to reflect that love back to him and we're going to reciprocate that love to others. Picking up our cross means taking sin seriously and taking love seriously. Now, the second thing I want to reveal or show us is that the temptation is always going to be there to lay down our cross. Like, there is always going to be temptation to lay down our cross. In Matthew 26, 38, 39, and verse 42, we read this. Then he said to them, this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing that he's about to be arrested and the crucifixion is about to take place. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going on a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away a second time and prayed, My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Jesus knew the weight of carrying his cross. He knew what it would cost him, and he prayed and asked for a way out. Sometimes the, the temptation to lay down our cross comes, comes from our own internal desires. Jesus knew what it was going to cost him to carry his cross. And in his humanity, he desired to not do it. Like that's, I think that's powerful that Jesus felt the weight of what carrying his cross meant. And he asked God, is there any way that we can do this differently? Do I have to do this? He says his soul was overwhelmed to the, to the point of death. Like that is some intense weight that he's feeling about carrying his cross. But yet Jesus submitted to the will of the Father. So we know that Jesus dealt with internal desires that conflicted with God's will for his life. And Jesus had to submit those internal desires to be able to continue to carry his cross. The temptation was there to lay it down, but Jesus walked faithfully. He didn't give in to his own desires. He submitted to the will of God. And then in Matthew 27, 40 and 42, literally as Jesus is on the cross, he's been nailed to the cross, he's hanging there. 
the crowds around him begin to ridicule and mock him. We pick this up in Matthew 27, 40 through 42. It says, in saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. Man, even as Jesus is on his cross, literally hanging on his cross, the people are mocking and ridiculing and making fun of him, and they're trying to tempt him. Hey, you said you could do that. We'll just come on down. And the reality is we know that Jesus could have. Jesus said that in any moment he could call on his Father, and he'd send legions of angels. So we know that Jesus internally struggled with the weight of carrying his cross. And now we see people ridiculing him and mocking him for carrying his cross. Yet again, Jesus stayed faithful. He didn't give in to the pressures from the outside or the pressures within himself. He remained faithful. This leads us into my third point, that Jesus endured and didn't lay down his cross. And we're called to live the same way. In Philippians 2.8, Paul wrote to the church there and he said, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The cross of Jesus was about humbling himself and about being obedient. In Hebrews 12, 2 and 3, we read this, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus knew what he was doing. And even though he himself didn't want to endure the cross and others were mocking and ridiculing him as they teased him to save himself, he remained obedient to God. Jesus had all the opportunity in the world to lay down his cross, but he didn't. He remained faithful. And so the writer of Hebrews says, when we're tempted, when those pressures from within and those pressures from without start to get heavy and the, and, and the cost of carrying our cross starts to really weigh down on us, that we're to look to Jesus because Jesus perfectly and faithfully executed carrying his cross. He had all the opportunity to lay it down, yet he didn't. He was faithful and he was obedient. And because he was faithful and obedient, Jesus is able to help us in our weakness. The Bible is very real. The Bible is honest. God isn't hiding from us. We know that there's going to be opportunity to lay our cross down. And we also know that sometimes we'll choose that option. Sometimes we will give in to those pressures and we will lay our cross down and we'll choose to do it our own way or we'll choose to cave to the pressure. That's why it's such good news that our cross isn't about our salvation. Jesus carried the cross to purchase our salvation. Jesus did that work. No, our cross is about faithfully following Jesus and receiving that free gift of salvation and that mercy and that grace to get back up again and to keep pursuing, right? Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. Our cross is about living the life that Jesus set us free to live. And because we see that Jesus endured those temptations, those pressures from within and without, and he overcame them, we find strength and grace in Jesus to overcome them in our own lives again. So my last point for today's message is this, is that, that we're called to participate in this cross living. In fact, in Galatians 6.14, the Apostle Paul, again, he says it like this, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. 
Paul's saying, I'm not going to boast in what I'm doing. I'm not going to boast in how good I am at carrying my cross. He says, I'm going to boast in the cross of Jesus Christ because Jesus is the one that made all of this possible. But then Paul also says that in the crucifixion of Jesus, he says that I participate in the crucifixion of Jesus because when Jesus was crucified, I also was crucified to the world and the world to me. And in this context, the world is referring to those things that oppose God, those things uh, in the world and in our lives that are trying to get us to walk opposite of the way and the will of God for our lives. Paul says, I've been crucified with Jesus to those things. Those things don't hold power over me anymore. Those things don't hold sway over anymore, me anymore because I've been crucified with Christ. Paul looks at the crucifixion of Jesus and he sees himself participating in it, that he's a part of that because of what Jesus has done. He also is crucified to the world. And I just think that's powerful for us to realize. <laughs> he, says, I, he says, I with Jesus have been crucified to the world and the world to me, which means my life will look different carrying a cross. It will look like forsaking sin and loving God and loving others. We're called to participate in the crucifixion of Christ by picking up our cross, meaning that I'm going to take sin seriously. I'm not going to continue to participate in those things which Jesus Christ was crucified to set me free from. And I'm going to be serious about love because I see how seriously God loved me, that he was willing to die for me, that he would pay my price for me. If God loves me that much, then I'm going to be serious about my love for God. And my love for God is going to overflow as I just feel and receive God's love for me. That's going to overflow in my, in my life into other people's lives. That I'm going to be a, a vessel of God's love to those around me because I've just received and I see just how much God loves me. So what is cross living all about? Cross living is all about acknowledging that Jesus says, if we want to follow him, we have to pick up a cross. And picking up a cross means I'm going to take sin seriously. I'm not going to participate in what Jesus set me free from. And I'm going to also take seriously the love that God has for me. And I'm going to allow that to change me so that I love others radically, just like God loves me. It means that I'm going to acknowledge there's always going to be opportunities to lay my cross down. There's always going to be pressure from within and pressure from without to say, I can do it differently. I don't have to follow God's way. But because of Jesus, because Jesus never gave in to those desires or those pressures, Jesus faithfully carried his cross all the way to the end. I know that he can give me grace and strength to do it as well. I don't have to lay my cross down when the pressure comes. I can carry it because Jesus will give me strength. I can do all things right through Christ who gives me strength. It means that I'm going to look to Jesus to find that strength. And it means I'm going to participate in this cross life with Jesus. Because of what Jesus did, I can follow him. Now, I want to speak to you that maybe you're someone listening to this today and, and you just say, you know what, I think I've laid my cross down. Maybe I've laid it down a long time ago and I haven't been carrying it. I just want you to know that your carrying of your cross, again, is not about you earning your salvation. Jesus paid the price for that. What Jesus desires is that every day you pick your cross up. So if yesterday you laid it down and did it your own way, today's an opportunity for you to pick it back up again. In Luke's gospel, when he talks about when Jesus said, hey, if you're going to be my disciple, you must pick up your cross and follow me. Luke changes it just a little bit. He has this added bonus for us. He says daily, pick up your cross and follow me. 
daily. It's a daily opportunity to say, today I'm walking with Jesus. I might have failed a hundred times before, but Jesus is with me, and I'm going to look to Jesus on his cross. I'm going to see the great love that he poured out into my life when he died on that cross for me, and today I choose to participate in the cross of Christ. Today I'm picking up my cross, and I'm going to follow Jesus, and thank God that his mercy and his grace is new every day. He's there for you today. Jesus is ready to burst forth in your life through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit and help you faithfully carry your cross just like he did. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone listening to this message today. I pray that we would be encouraged, that we would see the beauty and the marvelous majesty of Jesus upon his cross, and that we would hear his call to pick up our cross and follow him, and that we would do that that we would acknowledge that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins so we can live in freedom. And that freedom that Jesus has, has purchased for us allows us to pick up a cross and to reject sin, to treat sin seriously, to not participate in that which Jesus set us free from. But it also frees us to love God and love our neighbor. And we thank you that Jesus helps us do this. We thank you that even when the pressure from within and the pressure from without try to overwhelm us and tempt us to lay down our cross, that we can look to Jesus who faithfully overcame all the pressures and he faithfully carried his cross all the way to the end, that we find strength and grace and peace and mercy from him to do the same. We thank you, God, that when we've laid down our cross, that there's always an opportunity to pick it back up again because you won't give up on us. Father, help us to participate in the cross of Jesus as we live more and more crucified to the world and the world to us. I thank you for this, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.